This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there. Billy did. The goal. Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler. A chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode 126 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, with The podcast with as much filter as a Matty Pearson post-match interview. 100 years ago, Town started their FA Cup campaign at Turf Moor. Yesterday, saw town once again brush Burnley aside as we embark upon a repeat performance. Well, <laughs> this week, gripped by FA Cup fever, is myself, Matt, Poz and Cozzy Bear. Cozzy's got yeah, the league on know, in the background, I, so you'll have to forgive him. Uh, I, how are we doing? I think well, last time, I could be wrong, Matt, and you're going to have to look up this journey again. I am certain Theo scored. The Theo, the Bradford City striker scored when we last won there. Look it up, Matt. At Burnsley. In the fog. Last time we won. It was a midweek and Theo scored. Possibly. And Callum Wood scored as well. I remember Callum Wood saw Vaughan trying to steal one from him as well. I think it was the same, maybe the same game. <laughs> if Theo scores, we're on the pitch, yeah. Uh, right, welcome, one and all. Thank you, everybody, online. We're, so, uh, we're, we're live on YouTube as well, so thanks to uh, 22 people watching us at the minute, which is which is very wow. nice. So welcome. Ha- hopefully you enjoy your Sunday no, evening. Not much better to do, unfortunately, than listen to us ramble on. Let us know if this sounds okay as well. So uh, this week, because of numerous complaints about Mr. Kosmala and Mr. Porritt, I have turned their microphones up to 150%, so hopefully they'll be on the same level as what I am. So uh, let us know how it's doing for that. Uh, and before we get going, as always, this episode is sponsored, as you can see down at the bottom of the screen, by Magic Rock Brewing. 
uh, Magic Rock, check out their merchandise that they've got now on the Huddersfield Town shop as well. So they're selling uh, a couple of things on there. Nice little scarf and a shirt as well. Uh, and if, it, if beer's the, uh, what you fancy, you can get 10% off just by mentioning our good name. Uh, mention AHTTC10. Uh, sorry, yeah, AHTTC10 at uh, checkout online and you can get 10% off any purchases as well. So thanks again to Magic Rock for sponsoring us and letting us do what we do. Um, right, guys. Burnley won, Huddersfield Town 2. We never win in the cup, do we? So this was a a lovely, lovely day, wasn't it? Um, pause, cause. I thought Huddersfield Town were full value. We had slightly more possession, five more shots than the Premier League side, more corners. Uh, Jay Rodriguez scored for them, didn't he? Um, decent-ish ball, which probably should have been dealt with. Ryan Schofield's position probably a little bit too deep. And I think Tom Lees, having just received a whack around the back of the head, was a little bit seeing stars still. So Jay Rodriguez peeled off him, headed in. But... Town, absolutely excellent second half. Really accelerated, didn't they? Um, Carlos, fantastic use of substitutes, I thought, to bring them on and win the game for us. And, you know, full credit to Huddersfield Town. Nick Barlow, who did the uh, the naked run around the stadium, once tweeted a stat, which was that Huddersfield Town... I don't know how true it is because I didn't verify it, but I'm, I, I trust Nick. And he said the last time Huddersfield Town won after after losing at half time was against Leeds United back in about 2008. Do you remember when Michael Collins did the Pele... Uh, goal re- escape to victory um, Pele style goal and then yeah, we man. did it we did it against Blackpool and Burnley so we've got two now like buses oh, come last on. time we won away to top flight opposition do you remember Matt you probably were around then 1964 mate we were Stamford <laughs> Bridge Chelsea we beat them 2-1 so maybe people who were there or you know knew other results you have to throw your you have to throw your disclaimer because that was just the cup wasn't it the league obviously we're in the Premier League oh, and we did win a few you were there drinking it in man what how was it it were good, man. I was um, a little bit disappointed, if I'm being perfectly honest, with uh, with the team selection when I first saw it. I thought to myself, top end championship team on on good form against the bottom end Premier League team on not so good form. It were a really good opportunity for us to go there and let some of our sort of better players showcase themselves. So to see uh, Lewis O'Brien and um, sort of Thomas on bench, you know, it kind of annoyed me a little bit. And as the first half went on. Um, there were certain situations and certain passages of play that I just thought if if we'd have had Toffolo in and we'd have had O'Brien in or Thomas in, I think we could have really got at Burnley. And at half time we were one nil down, but I didn't I didn't feel like we'd given it as a, much of a good goal as we could. As good as what we were, uh, we certainly matched Burnley. But I just thought if we'd have, if we'd have had a sort of big hitters on from the start, we, we'd have had a real chance. And we hit the post just before half time. It would have been nice if that if that had gone in to go in and then. You, you kind of got the feeling that if we got out Burnley, then there was something there for us, and we came out second half, and we really went for it, and uh, that kind of fed back into the stands, and the noise got gradually louder, and the momentum got more and more and more, and every time we made a sub, it were a better player coming on, and that were already there, so that again the momentum building, and all of a sudden the the belief just sort of came from everywhere. Really, the, the crowd got behind them so much. Um, just goes to show what a little bit of attacking intent can can do for an atmosphere, and you know when certainly when Sarver Thomas came on, um, you just kind of knew something were just kind of gone. Where's he there. going? He must have had enough. Of <laughs> 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 uh, Did Atletico uh, score yeah. or something? Has he has he run off? It were, uh, <laughs> it <was right laughs> Here he is on right hand side, and um, when like I say when Thomas came on, um, we, we got it out there, and you know put two fantastic balls in early doors and. Roma got on the end of one, and after he got that, there were only one winner really. And you know, we, we ran out and well deserved winners. They had the header 
uh, right at the very end, which they probably should have done better with. But you know, that's up to them to miss in it. I thought we were, as you say, that really good value and can't fault them. Very well deserved win. Okay, mate. So apparently you're very quiet on the uh, the old uh, YouTube. So Poz is quiet again is the thing. So Poz, we're going to have to get you a microphone, you know, but I've just turned your mic up a little bit more and, and put it in now. So I've got my microphone and that's... Uh, yeah, but mate, you're not using it. It's still using the laptop. I can hear it echoing. <laughs> so you've not set it yet. To think it. Um, so Poz, just, just for those that are uh, listening online and, and whatnot, just uh, just give us a 54321 and let's see if you're, you're actually back in the room. Go on, just say five, four, three, two. Nobody's really that bothered what I've got to say anyway, Matt. So it might be a good thing. <laughs> All right, let us know if you can now hear pause because I have turned that up by fifty percent. Matt, there yes, we go, unprofessional. Oh, can look you at that! You've got your mic. Microphone? Yeah, I can that sounds yes. good? Watch oh. us wreck the mic, psych. Let's get rid of room. Remember that? <laughs> what a tune! I, uh, I don't know what people expected yesterday. I expected that kind of lineup, and and I know pause. We, we were kind of swapping uh, words when we at halftime, and there were. Not arguing, but I, I didn't expect. You know, we we we're one of the kind of the few teams that played every game on the Christmas period, and obviously done really well. So I expected uh, one or two changes. So didn't surprise me. Uh, there, the one thing that stood out for me with their team, with their backline, uh, not on the day, but just the names. I thought, wow, that's bloody, yeah, uh, that's a strong uh, back four and keeper. So, and we didn't look like getting. You know, we, we did all right in the first half, but I don't think obviously we kind of hit the you know did against the uh, the post from Ruffles, but we didn't. I didn't see us unlocking them, you know, at any point. And like you probably mentioned le- later on about Sober Thomas, that that was the key, really, wasn't it, for the game? And uh, all of a sudden we were starting to get down the side, and you know, stuff kind of chucked in the box and that as well. And there was you know fear uh, for for Burnley as well, and. I think I know what you're saying because kind of they're on a real down. I I mentioned last week after we come away from Blackburn and Sean Dyche doing an interview after they lost at Leeds and for the first time for a, for a long time I I thought wow this sounds like a man who's defeated and you know what Dyche is like he's always kind of defiant even if you know <clears throat> he's not my kind of cup of tea really but so I I thought God this is a you know team and and he's not there really and I you know you could say well it might not make much difference because you know for for us, if we Corbin and didn't really make much difference at Blackburn, we did really well. But I just thought that were a good thing, really. He went there and uh, stuff started to fall into place. But the one thing that, you know, we'll mention the fans later on, but the crowd just never stopped for us. You were there, Pos. It, uh, it were weird. It were almost like they'd listened to the podcast last week because I agree with what Matt said. They were, some of the way games I've been, they've been pretty quiet, to be honest with you, even though we've been doing well. But this were wild and, and plus a dinner time kickoff. So all I can think is that people have been drinking at six, seven a.m. Through, yeah, through the night, yeah, through the night. Back to what I was saying, though, like just that belief, it, it grew, the momentum grew, and you could feel something. It was almost like a wave just waiting to crash down. It were, it were fantastic. You, you got that everyone were together. The you know the we've kind of got that little bit of bond back with the team now. I think which is which is brilliant. And you know what fans are like, they love a bit of effort and. You know that bit of ingenuity going forward, and when the better players were coming on, you really felt like you had that chance to win, and in the end, you did. And we're, we're well deserved for players and, and supporters alike, Cause like you say, because it's twelve thirty way at Burnley. It's not the you know the most attractive fixture. It was raining, it was cold, um, but fans really got behind them second half, and you know they were as much for them as uh, as it was for, for those kind of thing. Uh, the uh, sorry, I I didn't think. Uh... We'd sell out to be honest with you. So that that were a nice surprise on was it Friday night? Obviously, when uh, yeah. when we announced we sold out. I don't know 
yeah, it's only 26 miles or whatever it is, but it's still half 12 and it's still available on streams and what have you. So, and the weather forecast were atrocious and, and turned out to be like that. So I think full credit kind of to our guys for going over there and uh, making a right noise and that as well. And Burnley, uh, Burnley crowd didn't turn up. I mean, what, what were the, hadn't it seen an attendance? What did they give out? It were, it were just under, just under eight, I think it was. Wow. Yeah, it were empty. They were, they were unbelievably empty in Burnley stands. I knew I didn't. I wasn't expecting it to be full, obviously, but I wasn't expecting it to be that low. I thought they'd at least get to ten. But no, I don't know if they were voting with the feet because of uh, performances in the league or whatever. But yeah, it were it was awful. Right. Yeah. Sorry, cause I've just I've just muted you because this feedback keeps coming through when uh, when Paz talks on on your uh, on your mic, but. Um, yeah, that header was that the where Town hit the post at the end of the the half mate was uh, was really interesting because Jonathan Hogg's about to tap that one in, isn't he? And Nabi Sar just kind of like blocks him off, and you just think, oh Nabi. But Nabi Nabi was great as well, wasn't he? And we'll talk about some individual performances as well. So uh, just for Cosy's, uh, just for Cos, I have muted him just because there's a little bit of feedback in his in his mic. So Cosy will unmute when he needs to talk. That's just a reminder as much as anything. Uh, so some of the individuals, so I think we need to talk about Ryan Schofield a little bit. Um, Ryan had a very, very tough end of last season. Uh, I want to say something first. Out of all the players that we've got in the squad, uh, I want Ryan Schofield to succeed more than any other player that we have. You know, Ryan Schofield's a big Huddersfield town fan. He's from from the local area. And from I know people who spoke to him and dealt with him and apparently he's such a lovely bloke as well. Really nice lad. If anybody deserves to pull on a Huddersfield town shirt, and be you know, and, and do well, and and be loved by the fans. Ryan Schofield is is the one. You know what I mean? I, I, so it does break my heart a little bit when you know when he struggles. And there, when I do watch Ryan, I do see. I know I played at a far lesser level than what Ryan did, and Ryan's a much better goalkeeper than I ever was. But um, I do see little similarities with when I started playing at a decent level from from nowhere. I went to play a decent level, and a relatively decent level, we'll say, and. I had a lot of confidence issues when when I did that. You know, you, I I struggled a little bit at first, and and you find yourself sinking back, and you kind of think, I hope this ball doesn't come into the box. I hope this cross doesn't come in. I hope I don't have to come and get this. And and I just kind of felt like I saw little bits of that with Ryan, especially with the challenge he made with Chris Wood. You know, his, his starting position had dropped, and for me, it looked like confidence. It came out. Uh, it looked, the poor lad looked like a. You know, it's when have you ever seen it when someone throws a bottle of water over a cat or something and they scoot off like this? And that it kind of felt a bit like that when he came out and, and clocked Tom Lee's. And and I feel really sorry for Ryan that he's getting all the stickies online because you know I don't think a lot of it's deserved. But I think Ryan is is still really struggling, you know, confidence wise. And I think a clean slate away from Huddersfield for a while. I don't mean permanently. I just mean you know he's still a young lad in terms of goalkeeping. He's, he is a pup, you know, he's a young lad. And I just think he needs to drop down a couple of levels and rebuild his confidence. And I don't think he'll be able to do that, Huddersfield. I think Huddersfield need to get him out of the club and, and let him just clear his head. Because, Cosy, you went to a B-team game and I think he struggled a little bit in this B-team game, didn't he? Uh, a couple of months, uh, not so long since, before Christmas, didn't he? And I just feel that Ryan, for his own benefit, probably just needs to go away and play somewhere else for a little bit and just rebuild his confidence and then come back a more confident and complete goalkeeper. And I still, I've got belief that, you know, Ryan Schofield can, can do a decent job for Huddersfield Town going forward. I just think at the minute, he's, not, it's a bit dramatic, but at, at the minute he's, he's almost on a knife edge. And I think if Huddersfield don't do what I think is the right thing and just kind of let him move to the side and just play football somewhere and rebuild his confidence, then it can only spiral downwards a bit. 
And I don't think him being a number two helps too much because uh, he's still there. And I think the anticipation and the worry builds up a little bit without playing. And I just feel like for his own good and for our benefit and his benefit, he just probably needs to go away. Even if it's League Two or National League level, doesn't matter. You know, goalkeeping's pretty similar throughout. You know, you still face a lot of similar shots. I think he just needs to go rebuild somewhere without the pressure that he's putting under himself at Huddersfield. And I think he's a great lad and I really hope he comes again and, and proves to be our number one because I really like Ryan Schofield, the character. So, um, you know, I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to support Ryan. I hope he, he does well. But I think for me... Um, the mistakes he's making 100% down to confidence and I think that he can go away and rebuild but I just think at the minute he probably needs to do that somewhere else before Huddersfield bring him back in I, I couldn't argue against any of that Matt I think you, you're spot on I think he needs some time away from the club to um, I think everyone's already got a preconceived idea about what's going to happen when he plays you heard it yesterday straight away it stands you know if people see Schofield and it's already like oh well it's 1-0 down already and stuff like that and as you say um, as a keeper, confidence, well, as a footballer in general, confidence can be a, be a massive thing. And he, he kind of see a lot of people sort of moaned about him not coming for stuff uh, when he played. And yesterday, he seemed to just come for stuff that maybe he shouldn't have done. And I think it's one of those that if he's if he hears the criticism that oh, you know, he's always rooted to his line or whatever, then he's going to make a, an extra effort. Well, you throw your mind, way. sorry, Pudge, you throw your mind back as well. I know you'll remember Alex Smithers as well. Alex Smithers went through a very similar stage. He had a bit of a nightmare game, didn't he, against Leeds? And every time I went to Elland Road, he, it was pretty much a goal to Leeds, wasn't it, when Alex was playing? Because he had a bit of a, a stinker. But I can see some similarities there as well. Because I think Lee Nichols has been very good for us, but I think people are going a little bit overboard as well with Lee Nichols on some occasions with, with how good he is. I've seen, I don't know if it was a joke, but I've seen someone say that he'll be on the, on the plane to Qatar and stuff, you know, stuff like that. I think a lot of it's a, a joke, but I think part of that is because of, you know, where Ryan was last year and, and the gap between them. But I, I just, I just see similarities between the Bennett and Smithers situation, uh, whereby I think people were very harsh on Alex, you know, when he was a younger goalkeeper and he did, he made mistakes, young goalkeepers do. Um, but I felt like, Fans were a little bit overboard on him and they're a little bit overboard on Ryan Schofield as well. And I think if anybody listens to us, I know they don't, but, you know, just just chill out a bit on on the, you know, on, on Ryan. I think he'll he'll come again at some point. He's just going through a bad spell, isn't he? Stopping has, has never really been a problem for him, has it? I think he were, stats-wise, last season, he were, as a shot stopper, he, he were really, really high in the stats. It was kind mm. of the, the yeah, yeah, sort of goalkeeping that, maybe let him down a little bit and you know he's not a big lad is he he's quite you know he's, oh. he's quite slight and well, he threw it back he got man of the match against yeah, Watford didn't he like last this yeah. he's taking hits you know from players like Chris Wood and he's you know he's, he's going to be intimidating for him and, and stuff like that so I, I like I say I fully agree in what you're saying maybe drop down to, to League 1 or League 2 and almost get get roughed up a little bit if you know what I mean and, and get used to coming out and getting nudges and, and, and being pushed around and stuff like that and just um just build his confidence back up, I think. And like you say, I think he'll come back. And he's, for me, his shot stopping is, is not a problem. It's more the overall... Uh, it's it's up here, I think, yeah. And, and, and decision-making and stuff like that, which he, you can probably get away with a little bit more down at, at a lower level than you can at probably championship. And it's just little stuff like you were, you know, they're looking for the short dead ball and in half a crowd are going, no, 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 no point, no point, just get it long, get it long, because they didn't feel confident in it. And obviously as a player, that that feeds into you, doesn't it, and stuff. And eventually, you know, he did kind of kick it long. And, you have to be strong, don't you, mentally yeah. as well. Yeah. You're close to fans a lot as well, aren't you? So you can probably directly hear what people are saying about you. So that, that obviously can't help. But, 
Well, that's his other thing. His, his family go home and away and watch Huddersfield as well. They're all Huddersfield fans, and it'll be tough for them as well being in the crowd. You know, when you know people are having a bit of a, a pop at him. So I do, I do feel for Ryan. I, I really do. Um, and I hope he, he I hope he, he turns it around. Nobody's above, above criticism. Oh, of course, yeah. Whatever you know, people will vent that frustration. We do it on here. You know, we're not suggesting that people can't do that. Um, I think you know if it's constructive and you know what we're saying. I think yeah, is, you know, then yeah, I agree. Get him out, get him a few games, get him rest of the season, and come back <laughs> again and, and see where he is. Can't do we'll it can't, a... can it? No, we'll we'll have a look what some people are saying online. Uh, Cos is currently watching a, a very good goalkeeper in uh, Mister Oblak, aren't you? Uh, aren't you, Cos? And um, I don't know if you've got anything on the Ryan Schofield situation as well. Is he? Is he? Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me of last season uh, and how much we've upgraded. So I thought Sardin cover himself in glory with the goal and Schofield. I thought when you think of some of the uh, debacles that we had uh, last season, a lot of them too were kind of to blame in that as well. And he covered it kind of well. Hopefully he'll come again in that as well. But yeah, that B team game I saw against Middlesbrough uh, through uh, through my glasses that were absolutely covered in rain and stuff. Yeah, it were t- it were a terrible cost. Uh, there's two goals, maybe even three when we lost. I think it was five one. So. I think that, like I said, I think the problem is it's just like the youth the football, the academy football is not the B team football. It's not, it's no real practice. It's a big, it's a big gap, isn't there, between that? Yeah. Yeah, there's no fans in there and anything like that as well. And it's just a shame, really, because obviously you're homegrown lads. And I do tend to feel they get kind of picked on a little bit more than, uh, you know, kind of players from outside as well. But I thought Wood were a bit naughty, to be honest with you, with the uh, incident. Yeah, he would kind of go in for it, but I think he knew what he was doing. I think he'd put one in there, you know, kind of old uh, old man and uh, man him. And yeah, it was uncomfortable really to uh, to see. It's awful to see someone struggling, isn't it, really, and that as well. And uh, yeah, but again, I'm just trying to take a positive really in that our team's, our team's kind of much better for me. And I feel a bit, because Sar's done all right when he's coming. Obviously, West Bromley were brilliant. Yeah, he did all right. He did all right on Saturday. Yeah, for me, they're not. If we're at Ulster Town are going places, Saar and Schofield don't get in my first uh, 11. No, oh, well, Ryan's got a lot of um, time, hasn't he, on his side as a young goalkeeper. Well, let's have a look at what they're saying uh, online as well. So um, let me have a look. So uh, Kieran Clark says, Schofield needs uh, a loan to a strong League One club. Uh, commentary Terry says, 95% of the team are playing as a competitive unit now. The togetherness, togetherness and bond with the players is so clear to see, which is why we're doing what we are. And that's all down to Carla. So I think that's uh, a great, a great tw- uh, not a tweet, is it? A message there. Um, Terry72 agrees, thinks Ryan needs to go on loan as well. Uh, so does HTFC Stato. Um, he's, he's saying he probably needs to follow a similar path to Ben Hamer. I think that's a good example as well, because Ben Hamer was really struggling mentally with us, wasn't he, after the Premier League? He went to Derby, where he didn't particularly do great at Derby, did he? But then he came back and he, he did really well, didn't he, when, um, when he was called upon after the uh, Man United friendly game where... He got tackled into the net, but he did quite well after that. Um, Kieran Clark says, fans need to cut him some slack as well. He's a kid, he will make mistakes. Uh, Colin Fronchak uh, says that, I'm moving this too far, uh, Schofield definitely needs a loan. He's on edge all the time and it's amplified by playing in front of fans who don't trust him. He also needs to bulk up. He doesn't look big enough to take hits on crosses. I think that's a good point. Uh, Ryan, I think, um, was it 12, it might have been two years ago, They actually he was on the bench under, under Danny Cowley and... Um, before he went to Livingston, they put him on a, a a regime in the gym where he wasn't on the bench and they sent him to the gym, you know, every Saturday instead of the game, and he was trying to build up. But he's still still got Matt, a little bit I, to go. I think. Can I ask you something, Matt? What would you 
would you you say a loan? So I don't think there's not going to be many clubs watching a lot of this and thinking, and and some of the, uh, you know, the beating football are thinking, right, we'll get Matt round Schofield on loan. Would you accept even a York City, Matt, that we're talking like seventh tier football, or does it have to be of a certain standard? Or are you, as long as he's playing any football, does it matter? Because I'm just wondering. I know what you're saying. Get him some football. I know what the guys think. Get him. Some I think. Football. I think that. Yeah. I think. Arrett, I think National League. Goal. National Sorry, League will be the the very bad, sort of lowest. Sorry, Kian Arrett scored a lot of goals, so he's you know Pot Vale come in for him and that as well. If you look at the other two guys, they've been doing well in the in the B team game, so Arrett have snapped him up. But Schofield's not been doing right well in anything, so it's like kind of. I think I think with Schofield, though, I think it's a different reason for a loan, isn't it? It's just maybe I know it sounds really silly, but going to a lower league that is I won't say too good for, but if he's if he's going to be the, a really good keeper at that level and starts keeping clean sheets, and you know he, he comes and he, he collects the crosses, and he's almost like the better player at that level, he's going for confidence reasons, and that or that will probably build his confidence better than. Keen Harrod going to Port Vale is a different reason for me as to why he's gone out on loan. Mm. He's, he's going to get sort of like game experience, whereas I think for, for Schofield, for me anyway, it's just a confidence thing. So playing at a lower level, but being really good at that level psychologically might work better than going to League Two and, and maybe not doing as well as what he could do a little bit lower down. So for me, I'd, it could be anybody. I think I think there's obviously I wouldn't have him in. You know, a working men's team on a Sunday. Or anything like that. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a stage where you draw a line, isn't there? But full time. I think national, national league would probably be the, the, the line. Yeah, I'd draw. But you know, it, it could be league one to national. League. I don't think it matters. I think goalkeeping's goalkeeping in a lot of, a lot of ways. Um, especially in the lower leagues, it's, it's quite similar. So, uh, let's, let's plow on. Um, and HCFC status says Scuffy was player of the month in December 2020. So that's a, a good point. And I think a, a, I think the Watford games are the two parallels you look at last season, don't you? Where at Watford at home, he was phenomenal. Ben Foster was raving about him, wasn't he, after the home game? And then in the away game, there was that back pass and he almost ran back into the net or pushed back into the net. And they got, and was it Tom Cleverly or someone tackled him, didn't it, into the, into the net? And it was, uh, I think that's where the spiral started and the confidence. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I think people need to be patient on young players, says Coventry. Uh, Terrier, like Schofield and Scott High, they have allowed to make mistakes and it's part of their development. Uh, agreed by Steve Blackburn and, and Colin Fronchak and, and whatnot. Um, Let's get on the positive bit, Matt. So last week, Josh Caroma, we were saying, and I, I were kind of, what's happened to him? And I think we need, we need a moment, mate, for Josh Caroma because I did say last week... I still yeah. believe in Josh Caroma and the conch, and I thought he was outstanding. He was my man of the match yesterday, and I just think we just need a moment where I can just... You've been dying to do that Sorry. <laughs> Matt, he had, uh, I've, I've got some stats off up to today. He had six shots, more, more than anyone in the game. Three were blocked, two were on target. And to me, he looked... Uh, God, it's... Oh, look, look hungry. Been watching, look good, mate. And... Uh, this is what we want to see, isn't it? Uh, but him and Thomas, they were brilliant for us. Sober Thomas. I mean, God, let's let's suppose Karoma. It's can we? Where do you see him playing, Matt? If if we're like if we're to get the best out of Karoma, I think the best of Karoma's on that left hand side. So I think the the problem he's got is Dwayne Holmes has actually played quite well this season. I know Poz is going to start chewing his teeth together, gnashing his teeth at that, but Dwayne's actually played quite well uh, on that left coming in. And Toffolo's then gone on the outside. So I think Toffolo suits Josh Caroma being on that left flank. But playing the 3-4-3 is a little bit different, isn't it? You, you come inside a lot more. They're, they're coming inside a lot more with that system. And Toffolo's 
uh, the main man on the outside. I think he's taken a little while to um, get to grips with playing wing back where he's not the secondary runner and he's the, the primary runner, if you like, and he's got the attention on him rather than him being able to sneak around the back and put his crosses in. And Karoma was massive for him in that. Uh, for me, four two three one Karoma on the left is Karoma's strength, but if he's got to fit into this system, then he's got to find ways of getting into the middle of the pitch again and being the threat, like he did against Blackpool away, because, you know, where he came in, took a touch and, and put us in the lead. He's, I think he's got a lot of ability, Josh Karoma. He's just... Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a confidence thing with him. I think something just, just needed to click and hopefully that goal's the start of something because a good Josh Caroma and Huddersfield Town are a different proposition for me, mate. Oh, it's the proverbial new signing, Matt, because, uh, yeah, we saw a little bit of Bramall there, didn't we, obviously, when he, uh, you know, massive in the, in, in the win there, but it was brilliant. And like I've mentioned before, when I looked at their back four, like Bardsley, you know, me, we were really struggling to have any impact and, Moving on to Sober to oh man, that this guy, fantastic. Electric, wasn't he? He was sensational, man. Yeah, it was electric. The only thing that did worry me was like, shit, it's January, the window's open, and uh, you know what I mean? If anyone else is watching, but he was running riot, wasn't he, down that side? He was running absolute riot. Two more assists. The guy's on fire. You know what? I'm going to make myself look an idiot. What, what's that APG thing all about? What does that mean? The what? That APG or AP thingy that he always puts on his Twitter. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Everything. It's like AP. I don't know. Is it a sponsor? I don't know. It's not. It's, it should be AKLD because that's who sponsors him. Andy K sponsors Sober Thomas, so he should be putting AKLD, shouldn't he? But I think, um, clothing, I think it must be a clothing brand that does. I think. Yeah, I think it, it sounds like a sponsorship kind of thing. It's not. It's not an AK forty-seven. It's not like he's going boom boom. Yeah, it's not like a celebration or anything. But he's just AP. It must be a sponsor, but. You know, he's, he's well, on fire. He's on absolute fire, isn't oh, he? Oh, man. We, I mean, you're on about kind of young players, obviously, kind of coming in and out. We mentioned Karoma, obviously, struggled a bit and come back, and hopefully it'll happen for uh, for Ryan Schofield. But the guy, I mean, I mean, we're never going to keep that up, what is that kind of form that we were seeing in September. So, October, said it all season, mate. Peaks and troughs all the time. It'll be peaks and troughs all the way to the end of the season. The way he glides around people, though, it's ridiculous. I don't, don't know if you saw today, was in the... Uh, Top three, I think there were three shortlisted for the championship goal of the month in December. Is it? I think. Yeah, it was. It was lagging a little bit, wasn't he, on that? But yeah, he got my vote. But yeah, it's fantastic. And I think what I love about it is just a, it's a really good story. I mean, Boreham Wood that'd have been the jaw, wouldn't it? It'd have been absolutely perfect. I bet he were absolutely good at that. He uh, didn't come out like that today. But the guy, he loves. He just plays with a smile on his face. He's energized by the crowd. And you know what? He's he was taking on like decent defenders, all right, Burnley not not doing right well this season, but that's going to give him so much more confidence. He's, I'd hate to mark him if I were a defender because he can go in and he can go out and sensational, mate. Two more assists. The guy, anytime I speak to anyone who kind of even doesn't like Premier League fans, they'll just other shield. Oh, Sober Thomas. That's all they'll say. The man is uh, that, that cross that cross to take out. The defence and an England goalkeeper oh. was phenomenal to corrupt. That was just an absolutely outstanding ball across that. And I thought at first he'd overhit it, but he hadn't. It was just absolutely perfect. And it was he was outstanding when he came on. He was hungry and he wanted it. And they're both him and Karoma. And, and Jordan Rhodes was a decent foil for them. You know, he, he wasn't overly involved, but he, he did a decent job before Danny Ward came on, I thought, Jordan. And, and Danny Ward came on. And you can tell Danny Ward's in form as well, can't you? And um, it just it just all clicked. It was a really great day, wasn't it? And you know, Sorba's on fire. And I think we need to mention as well, Carlos threw in Pippa and, and Jonathan Hogg. Pippa's not been fit for almost a year. You know, he, he had that injury last January and I thought he had, he equipped himself really well in a wing-back role. Defensively, he looked pretty sound. 
Uh, going forward, he was decent. He comes in quite well. I thought Pippa did really well. And Jonathan Hogg, the boss, the general, back as well, wasn't he? He's a very much a Sean Dyche player, is, is Jonathan Hogg, isn't he? And I thought Hoggy had a decent game. Uh, but it really spun, didn't it, when we brought Lewis O'Brien and um, and Sauber Thomas on. Lewis was, was excellent as well. But I think we need to put a mention in as well for uh, Big John. Big John. Because he, he came on. I thought first half he was quite quiet. Um, but second half, he came into his own. There's a few nice turns. He was very positive in what he tried to do. I thought what was good about him. Okay, he gave the ball away a couple of times, but I thought he was very, very positive. And I enjoyed John Russell's performance as well. It's it's a shame some people need to feel the need to use that to have a go at Scott High as well, which I thought was really poor in poor taste after after the game by just a couple of people on on social media. But I thought John Russell did did really well, uh, and you know another big sign for the future as well. And and things are going well. What's going on? Things are going well at the minute. It's it's scary, isn't it? It's not been like this for what three, four, five years. It's it's weird. I can't hack it, Cosy. I can't. What's going on? Pause. You have a say, but the one thing I'll just mention. But uh, you'll come in next. Pause. But the uh, Sober Thomas. I saw a quote last night. It says it's frightening the talent coming through. It's frightening, which kind of made me think. Wow, this is a guy who's kind of you know come far quickly. And it's like, and if he's saying that, he's obviously seen it. I've seen a few B team games. I think we all have on, on streams and stuff. And there is, you just kind of wonder, obviously, how good some of these guys are. But when someone of, of that ilk kind of says it is frightening, and uh, John Russell, Scott, I, it's, it's nice to see, isn't it? And that as well. But it's, uh, yeah, you'd be busting a gut, wouldn't you, to get in this team at the moment? And uh, it's good to see uh, John Russell get his head yesterday. He played well. Yeah, I thought it fit in well. I think I think if uh, second half it fit in better next to O'Brien than he did Hogg. I think O'Brien gives you a lot more energy, and I think first half we were just missing a little bit of energy, um, and it was kind of all on its back. There were a couple of moments where I don't know if it was just because Rhodes were up front, and you've got to play a different sort of build-up play than when you're playing Ward. You can't sort of pop it in behind and, and get him to chase it down because he's just not got the pace to do that. And I think when we when we brought Ward on, when O'Brien came on. Uh, obviously, Karoma stayed on, and he were phenomenal down the left. Uh, my father-in-law is actually a Burnley fan, and he thought he actually thought Karoma were Thomas because in first half, um, because of how of how well he played. So that's you know a testament to Karoma there. Um, but yeah, when when Thomas came on, I think he'd only been on pitch a, a couple of minutes, and uh, he fired a, a volley cross across six yard box, which really somebody should have got on end of. But yeah, he's, he's kind of unplayable. Is, is Thomas at the moment? And as you say, because they're coming from somewhere like Boreham Wood to to somewhere like town and pitting his wits against Premier League teams in, in Cup and stuff. The, the lad must be in, in absolute dreamland. And the one thing that I like about him is he, he just seems a really nice kid as well. He's, he's, he's not arrogant. He's not show-offy. He, when he's playing, he's the overtake crowd, you know, trying to get him to get going. And my little lad absolutely loves him. You know, it's his, it's his favourite player by far and he's always banging on about it. And he's doing that dance round house. <laughs> He's sticks it sticks his bum out, doesn't he? And does that yeah, sort of yeah. It's, it's like bushwhackers from 1990s wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, you know, with the sort of God, dear daddy, I'm doing Thomas Thomas dance on pitch and all this. So you know, he's a, he's a crowd favourite as well, which, which is brilliant. But as you say, Matt, I think it's it's nice to see that John Russell can come in and and, and play instead of Scott High. And it, we didn't look any worse for it. I mean, he's a big fella, is uh, is Russell? But you know, the old uh, cliche of he's got good feet for the big man, and there were. He had, a, he had a great chance. He sort of Cruyff turned it on the edge of the box and, and yeah. kind of looked... Loftus Cheek vibes, that, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, sort of, yeah but... it, weren't, it weren't far off. And a few more games and a bit more game time for him and I'm sure he'll be you know, a great addition to the squad. And a lot of just, just moving it on to, to more Carlos rather than the, 
you know, mm. the, the players. I think the, like I said, I, I were a little bit disappointed with the original eleven, but the timing of the subs for me was was key. He brought them on just at the right time. He brought O'Brien and Thomas on with twenty minutes left, um, so it gave us a good while for him to to get into the game, which I thought which I thought were a really good. Thing you know, sometimes you wait and wait and wait, and by the time they get on, there's not much time left. But you know, the introduction were were fine. A lot of people have moaned about Carlos not really having that sort of game-changing ability. Whereas I think, do you think that's down to trust, Paz? Because he's got people on the bench there. He he plays quite a lot and trusts. Whereas before, he's not yeah, really had yeah. a squad of eighteen, has he? He's had like 10, 11 players, and then people yeah. that have been given to him. Yeah, I just wonder if it's a trust thing as much as anything. Potentially, mate, and I, and I do see that because if you're bringing off. A better player to bring on a, a worse player in inverted comments. You know what? What? Yeah. How is that going to help? Kind of thing. Whereas this time it were roles reversed. So yeah, you know that that could probably. But even then, though, you've still got to make the decisions at the right time and bring them on at the right time. And I think he got that spot on. Mm. So you know, fair play to him for for that. He were you know we've all had those little bits and moans and groans about him. But and I, and it's exciting at the minute. After me and you yeah. sat here like four weeks ago and said, "Oh, I'm so yeah, bored." You know, yeah, ever since yeah, then, yeah. it's been. It's been great to watch, and there's a man there just ready to get a word in, who's been 100% supportive of Carlos all along in Mr. Kosmala, and um, he's coming up trumps, isn't he? He's coming up trumps. Just, just belief that you know what it's the belief that you got, and I know uh, there were a few people flying around my Twitter saying you sh- we shouldn't compare it to 2017, but I went around last time we got a promotion from like second division to or the, you know, the old second division to the first division or Premier League. Only just. So, the only, so you've got it's natural that you're going to compare the stuff to, but the big thing that at the moment, although I don't want to turn it tonight, but you know, but the belief I knew as soon as we equalized, I knew we'd win, I knew we were going to win, and and probably everyone else did behind the goal before they'd be like, Oh, they'll, they'll go back. I knew we'd win, and they were gone with Burnley, shattered. And I thought, Give it to Thomas, and we were running absolutely riot. The belief is growing. It really is growing. I, I'm not so sure. I still think it's a bit split in the fan base. I think it's definitely split in the fan base. But the belief on the pitch is is growing and growing. And, and that's big. I mean, it was the same kind of at Bristol before. I thought I thought we were going to win there. It's, you'd never thought that before. It'd be like, oh, we're going to cock it up or <laughs> they're going to do this. It, it's brilliant. And belief's powerful. It's strong. And Honestly, I cannot wait for Swansea on Saturday. <laughs> I can't I'm looking wait for. for I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because it feels like we've, you know, kind of a an homecoming kind of thing and that as well. And I just, I just hope that everybody kind of gets on board. I mean, we'll come obviously to the uh, the DNO Mark Evans thing later on, but it's I, I'm feeling mega positive about it and that as well. And I think what I like about Carlos, whether you, whether you like the guy or not, because I get that he divides opinion and he's not the most thing, but just judge him on what he's done. You know, he's like, he's had some nice signings, but he's turned around. Honestly, there's so many of us that'll be like, even probably me, would be like, if Carlos Corberan, we put Sky Sports News on that yellow ticket, Carlos Corberan needs other shield. I don't think there'd be many that have been crying their eyes out. But now, I think it's different. And I know there's still some people just won't give him anything, but I just I think, I can't be having that. No, I thought, I thought it was a good performance by Carlos. Judge yeah. him on what he's turned around other seal town and that as well. And, yeah, we know that others are probably. I mean, Middlesbrough are powerful in the chance market already. West Brom, he's up against that ball. Can, and it's powerful. The belief. I knew we'd win yesterday. We were playing like a Premier League team. Okay, struggling, but I knew we'd go on and win it. And you just feel that at the moment. It's it's really really good. I just want to ride this kind of wave of optimism because there's so much to be positive about for me for Huddersfield Town, even though quite a few people still 
just not giving anything. Just just give him. Even if you don't like him, he's doing a bloody great job, man. I think I think the Carlos thing, Cosie, and I know I, I messaged you about it. I think he's 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 obviously the, the, the first sort of Spanish manager that we've had. I know we had Wagner as a foreign manager, but Germans and, and the English sort of management, you know. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We look at Klopp, they're very active, they're very passionate about it all. And yeah, the guy at Southampton Post, that Arsenal. Yeah, I think people just need to understand that Carlos is, isn't, doesn't come from that ilk. He's not going to be like that. He's not a traditional English manager. Wagner came in and it, although he's German, obviously, he's very similar to a, a traditional English manager and, you know, you know better than me about Spanish football, but when you know, I sort of had to think about it, message you and said, Is that just the way that they are in Spain after the match? What are their interviews? What are the sort of rituals and all that? And and you said that that's pretty much how they are out there, isn't it? And I think people once we get used to that's how he is, we're not gonna change him and why should we? If that's how he likes to be as a person or a manager, then that's up to him, isn't it? And and by trying to change him into something that he's not could could end up backfiring. But I think the people that are Again, inverted commas against Carlos. I think now's the time maybe just to put that to one side and, and get back down to watching town. Um, five quid in against Swansea. We're playing magnificent football at the minute. I think we're unbeaten at seven in seven. There's no real reason why you don't want Uddersfield Town to do well. If you if you if your um, grievances is against Carlos, if it's against Phil Hodgkinson, if it's against whatever, try to put that to one side and for the next sort of you know, five months or so, get down there and get behind the club because we have got a real good chance. I know we keep joking about, oh, we'll fall away, we'll fall away, but we've been saying that now for two or three months and it's not happened. So maybe it is time to sort of maybe change that mindset and start to believe a little bit more. Let's talk about our next opponents in the FA Cup. What do you think of the draw? So we've got Barnsley at home. We're all sat there, weren't we? I think you either want Kidderminster at home or you want Man City away or something, don't you? You want one or the other. And we got something a little bit in between, maybe Barnsley. Uh, it's a, it's winnable, losable, um, replayable. You know, it's um, it's an interesting one. I remember some classic. Well, no, it's replayable, Matt. It well, extra timeable, extra timeable. But dinosaur, no such thing as replays. <laughs> I know, and I call you a Cosmoceratops. But but yeah, so I was thinking back to the nineties. Do you remember sort of the classic League Cup encounters with Barnsley in the nineties as well, where I think we beat them two 0 and then they stuffed us four 0 at their place. Simon Collins scoring back back then for Huddersfield Town, Boothie and what have you. And Neil Redfern was was absolutely on fire for for Barnsley. So it's, it's you know there's a there's a cup pedigree between the two clubs. I think I think it's quite interesting, um, but I think it's a winnable. One. I don't think it's a bad draw. Um, the price point 
is going to be interesting, isn't it? I think that's something you'll, you guys will want to talk about because Town have in the past set an expectation that tickets are cheap and uh, I can see a rugby league are going through a similar thing at the minute now whereby they've set the tickets cheap once so everybody now expects cheap tickets and you know they don't get a lot of money from it. Some people are wanting it to be £5 in at Barnsley but you know I don't think it'll be worth opening the gates for Huddersfield Town if people are coming in at £5 so there's got to be a balance somewhere but price point, firstly what do you guys think of the draw and, and pricing point, what, what, what would you pay to watch it I guess? First thing for me is Barnsley and Barrow, what a game. Have you seen that video? It's the funniest thing ever. So Bar- yeah, Barrow have a free kick. goals in that match. Did you see that free kick? Have you seen that video pause? That's two rounds. It's brilliant. There's a the Barnsley guy. Guys in stand. Yeah. He says, who do you think he bloody is, Ronaldo? And then he just like, he comes up and smashes like a 35 yard into top corner. It was incredible. Honestly, out it could have been anyone in that game. What a game that was and that as well. But yeah, it's weird how you look at the job. I, I always want an away day because I'm an away day man. I always think anyone away, but I don't kind of think about let's go as far as we can. Let's just have a good day out. That's I kind of that's just me really. But so my mum texts me says, "What a great draw that is! That's a great draw." Now we're like, <laughs> "Is it?" And like, but only because I'm thinking, you know, because it's another home game and we can go home games. Anytime. I love how your mum gets involved with the football chat as well. Get her in the WhatsApp groups. <laughs> oh yeah, she says, she says, she says no pleasing you, Richard. She won't happy. So like, uh, it's a great draw, but. Honestly, I just thinking, you're right, Matt, with the prices. We've got two Yorkshire clubs, Yorkshire people. You know when I'm coming here. Honestly, I think there'll be a big difference in the crowd between 10 and 15 pounds. I'm certain it'll be 15 pounds in um, for mm. five or, or what have you. I know it will. But the, my biggest fear for this game is if you're listening, FA, don't bloody move it. I'm worried that it's going to be a Sunday game at two o'clock or a, another 12 30. Get it, keep it three o'clock Saturday. We don't. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch it in China or whatever on a stream. Bollocks to that. Keep it three o'clock Saturday, ten pounds in. It's a good point, is that though, Cosy? Because like FA Cup seems to be like losing it. You know, the back in the day, FA Cup was a cup, wasn't it? And everybody moans about, oh, it's FA Cup. No one really takes it seriously anymore. But that, that for me, is one of the massive reasons as to why there's that many games on telly that loads get moved. Then loads get moved because it's on TV in God knows where. You know, look at Town v Burnley. That got moved for TV, but not even in this country. So, if the if the FA want the cup to sort of reignite, they've got to leave games like Town v Barnsley at at three o'clock, and it's got to be priced right. I fully agree. I think between fifteen, there's going to be a massive difference. That can be difference between a ten thousand and a fifteen thousand. That personally, if it can be agreed between both clubs, I think ten pound is is perfect. Uh, but I'm Title out anyway, so you know, out under ten would also be perfectly acceptable. But I think if you've, you know, you go into that with another couple of wins and it is only a tenner, it'll be it'll be a decent crowd, and you know, Barnsley will bring a few, and it'll be a good atmosphere and all that. So I think on, when it first came out, we were a bit like a bit like you, because you know, Barnsley at home, it's a league game basically, Championship club at home, not really to shout about. But you know, when you take a step back and think about it, get a decent crowd down there, it's a good chance of getting through. Bit of prize money, bit of gate receipts money, and you know, let, let's crack on and, and get a decent match. It's just annoying all these slots. I get why they're doing it, but we, it's ridiculous now. We've got 12 30 slots, so there were like five games, wasn't there? You know, at 12 30. Then you, then you remember that Plymouth game? I know we were closed doors, but that was six o'clock on a Saturday, yeah. and then you've got a few of them in a tea time. You've got the three o'clockers, and then obviously today we had. God, what did we have? A kickoff at 12 o'clock at Luton, I think. 
Uh, on us, yeah, Luton, and I think it was it. I think, and then like loads of games at two. two. Then we had a ten past five, Forest and Arsenal, and uh, yeah. it's just like this is the problem. But I suppose the TV people as well—they pay the money and what have you. They want the things. But my biggest fear that is, you know, I'll pay ten, fifteen, whatever. But just honestly, I just want to see it at three o'clock on a Saturday. But I, I honestly think it's going to be another twelve thirty. Me. Mm, hope not. Yeah, there's, there's not much trouble between town and Barnsley, so hopefully sense prevails and we get three o'clock because I don't think I could cope with Cosy doing his Uncle Sam again with his finger out. But So that uh, means this derby game gets shifted as well, doesn't it? Because we were meant to be playing yeah. them on uh, that Saturday. So plenty of home games to come up. It's going to be bunched up. As well. I know we're not really talking about it yet. We aren't even there, but I think the fifth round's on a, on a midweek for, for some unknown reason. Which is yeah, it was last year and all, yeah. But yeah. we never get that far, Pod, so you won't No, know. I don't normally look, but I did, I did look this time. Just for, uh, I think last four years we've got knocked out first occasion, haven't we? Uh, we beat Bolton, didn't we, that season under Wagner, didn't we? Yeah. And then we beat Birmingham, didn't we? We beat Birmingham City. Did we lose to Man United? We lost to Man United, yeah, didn't we? That was huge in our season, that Birmingham game, because I remember going down there, we were on his ass and we didn't play right well, but we turned it around extra time. But it, it gave us a big kick to that because we think we beat Bournemouth that day, but we don't want to go back to old old ground. But I just think it shows on the cup. It just keeps it rolling, doesn't it? What happened yesterday? It just keeps it rolling because if we'd have lost, people would say, oh, yeah, but... And probably Carlos have been criticised for the team, what have you, but it just keeps this pot melting. And what an absolute brainwave to get £5 in against Swansea. I think that's just such a smart move. I, I hope Swansea are £5 in as well. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. Good. That's good news. So, yeah, it's honestly, like you said, Pos, them dissenters are the people that are against, come on, just put it down on one side, get in the town centre, get your beers in, get out of the stadium and, Come on, Swansea are having a poor season. Yeah, I think if, you, can if you're a Huddersfield Town fan, you want Huddersfield Town to do well, don't you? Regardless, you can you can despise the manager, despise the chairman, despise the guy who cuts the pies. But end of the day, if the team are doing well, that's who you support. So get down and support the the overall thing rather than just individuals. Five quid in, get the ground full. Ten quid in against Barnsley, get as many in as we can, and you know let's 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 keep this momentum building. I'm going to read what some comments out in a second, Cos, yeah, but please, yeah. there you go. Do you want me to read them out now? Uh, yeah, yeah, so Kieran, Kieran Clark was uh, picking up on your Sober Thomas conversation, Cosy, and he refers to him as the Borrowwood Beckham. Uh, and also, Josh Caroma maybe doesn't play because he doesn't press as well from the front, which might be a might be a good point, actually. Uh, Terrier7N2 says, under Hoyle, uh, we never sold our best players in January. Do you think that will change if bids come in for Sober? I had to close in there. It's a, I thought it said John Lewis, but it says Josh, Lewis. Um, also, if the club is in advanced talks with Evans, will that stop any money being spent? I think that's a good question. We'll come to later. Um, I don't think Dean would sell anybody, especially with the position we're in, but the, the elephant in the room really is that Lewis O'Brien has a release clause, and if that is met, then Huddersfield Town can't do anything about it really, apart from offer Lewis a new contract with a different release clause. Um, so that might be a tricky one. Uh, Kieran Clark says £15 is about right for that. Cheap enough. Uh, it's about cheap enough for us and uh, worth the club's time. Uh, Col Franchak says, "Good draw. I want to progress, and there's a winnable tie, but a local derby. Um, we've not got to the quarter since 1972, which is way too long. Uh, we've recently played in the Prem. The big clubs don't excite me now. I think I'm where Col is as well. Uh, a good cup run would be great. Uh, and Kieran Clark says, "Got friends who are Swansea fans, and the only reason they're coming is because it's a fiver. So I think it's a, a really good initiative. So fair play to Dean and the club for for that. Especially what you usually get as well is clubs." 
clubs shaft the away fans when they do this cheap thing, don't they? And they'll sell like a portion of tickets for like 30 quid up in one corner that they know they're not going to sell so they can then screw the away fans by charging them 30 quid as well because um, there's some loophole that you have to, they can do. But Uddersfield, to their credit, have made it cheap for Swansea as well. And I think that's really good considering how far Swansea fans have to come. So, you know, full credit to Huddersfield for being decent um, on that. If you, if you know COVID as well, in Wales, you're not allowed to go watch football. So it's a really good incentive to, oh, yeah. to come as well. We'll make it cheap and, and, you know, I can't go to home games, so I'll go to an away game. Oh, it's only a five or I'll go. Mm. Um, so I think, again, yeah. Might be, it might be a... It's a long way, isn't it? It's like five and five six hours, but you know, might be a, a decent decent amount coming from Swansea, and that'd be that'd be good to see. Uh, right. So, one one quick comment I thought I would make is this morning, guys. I was rather sad. I uh, I picked my phone up and I realized I get I get these really bizarre things from Google that sends me links to fo- or, or scores for football that football games it thinks I'm going to be interested in. In ninety nine times out of hundred, I'm not. But one came up this morning. Uh, which was the Chinese FA Cup final, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to watch that. And the reason, yeah, I wa- playing, yeah and the reason why I wanted to watch it was because Aaron Moy was playing for, um, I think it's Shang- East Shanghai that he was playing for, and it was quite sad watching it. He was, you know, it's it's such a strange league. You've got two or three players on each team who are decent. So um, there was Moy and Oscar, you know, on, on one team. Oscar used to play for Chelsea, and the other one there was Marouane Fellaini. Uh, and a couple of Brazilians, uh, Jadson and uh, Mwasas, uh and then Chinese guys, and the Chinese players were <laughs> absolutely gash, honestly. Uh, but the other, so it was, so it didn't really work because these guys have got no idea what they're doing, you know, in terms, in not in sync with the decent players. So it was just an absolute mess. No crowd, because I presume because of COVID, and it was bizarre. And every t- and what was I found really strange was every time a decent, you know, a marquee player got the ball. The Chinese guys seemed allowed to kick ten bells of crap out of them. Aaron Moy had two two scars down, two gashes down his shin, uh, and you know he was so unhappy. I could watch it; I felt so bad because he was so unhappy playing in that game because he was just getting the crap kicked out of him. And then whenever Fellaini or Moy or anyone went near a Chinese player, it was a yellow card. It was so dodgy, you know, watching watching this game. And it's the first first one I've seen, and it was just sad to see Aaron Moy. I know he's probably quite happy with you know the sixty grand a week he's getting over there. But it was sad to see, you know, a player who's still got a lot of ability playing at a level where he's getting the crap kicked out of him and, and not able to really shine because the players are just nowhere near his, his wavelength. It was bizarre. So I think the, the reason why I've mentioned that is, come home, Aaron. There's a place for you. We, we love you, you know, okay? Were you, were you building this up for uh, Let's Get Bring back Aaron Moy. I'm going to have to make a banner for the South Sand Eye and then use Cozzy's face, you know, as a joke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was strange. But let's move on now to... Um, the the news that was uh, provided, well, not news, but it was, uh, we'll call it speculation, if you like, um, from uh, Football Insider. Uh, Football Insider's quite a decent Twitter account. It's uh, got one or two things wrong about us recently, but it's got quite a lot right in the past couple of years. Uh, so one thing it mentions is uh, Marcus Evans, the previous owner of Ipswich, uh, is interested in acquiring Phil's 75% share. Um, Dean would stay as the CEO. Uh, I think he'd keep uh, his percentage as well, which I think is currently 25%. Um, so essentially it's a swap, straight swap deal, if you like, Marcus for Phil. Um, and then Dean would front it. Marcus Evans is universally disliked by Ipswich fans. Um, so there is that, um, he's an intensely private individual, so you would never hear from him. Um, so put in a face like Dean, you know, Dean's, Still beloved by a lot of Huddersfield fans, isn't he? Um, I know there's there's a few who perhaps lost that loving feeling with him, but 
you know, the vast majority of Huddersfield fans still still love Dean. So him putting Dean as the face of that is a smart move, you know, if this is true. Um, Evans is 14 years at Ipswich, which is really strange. Uh, Ipswich fans can't really accuse him of not putting money in. And by all accounts, what I hear is that he was really poorly advised at Ipswich. But he was there for 14 years and you kind of think, well, did you not? twig at some point that the, in those 14 years that this yeah so I'm like yeah but you were there quite a long time but I think the the feeling I get is that Marcus Evans is just he feels like he's got something to prove he loves football and he lives in Ireland and and there are tax you know if you listen to Kieran Maguire there are tax reasons why somebody may be interested in a football club like Huddersfield Town to offset any you know offset um I can't remember if it's offset wins or losses I can't remember but I think you can offset losses to tax cut if you've got a football club but Hey, you know, as long as they're spending money. So um, it's really interesting. But I think what is really interesting is that he was badly advised, if you like, at Ipswich, but he, with Dean in charge, Dean knows the temperature of Huddersfield Town as much as anybody. You know, he's he's very good at judging the, the temperature in the room, keeping his finger to the pulse of Huddersfield Town. You know, he knows what Dean's brilliant at. Is he, He's brilliant at stepping in and talking when he needs to and then not saying anything when he needs to and controlling situations. So, you know, it's an int- it could be a very interesting partnership. I know Dean said in the past that he would never share. Um, so, but you know, people change their minds, don't they? And different situations occur. So, it's going to be very interesting. And what also I think is interesting is Evans' background is in hospitality, and Phil Hodgkinson's master plan for the stadium. You know, we're, we're taking control of the stadium from uh, KD. I used to call them KDSL, Ken Davies Stadium Limited. Well, it's the KD, KSDL, isn't it? And you know, with us taking control from there, he is a hospitality magnate. You know, that's his background is in hospitality. So that could actually prove to be quite beneficial for him and for Huddersfield Town. So there is that, which is quite an interesting quirk, if you like. So there are reasons you can see why Marcus Evans is maybe interested from a personal point of view and a professional point of view. It's an interesting one. The I do have reservations because of how it went at Ipswich, but with the right people with him, you know, advising how to spend the money it could work this pause couldn't it if true obviously yeah it's it's one of those isn't it I think you can only go on what you know and, and I didn't really know much about Marcus Evans until this kind of obviously I knew we were at Ipswich and the last thing that I remember about Marcus Evans prior to any new rumours were a lot of town fans were bigging him up he wrote the money he off he decided yeah. to write off a load of debt and Dean didn't um, and then all of a sudden he's interested in Huddersfield Town and a large proportion of fan bases are now really against him because of the verd from, from Ipswich fans. I think he's, he yeah. you know, so one minute is at an hero and next minute is, you know, a zero. Um, I didn't know much about him. I put a tweet out. I know Brady's done some interviews with Ipswich fans, which will probably be coming out on our platform. So, you know, there'll probably be a lot more insight in there. But I got the feeling that, he was, a, as you said, not a very personal. It took him so many months or even years to actually do an interview with anybody. Uh, so the people didn't even know who he was. And if he does want to do an interview, where better than to do it with those guys live on YouTube? Yeah, I, I think one Ipswich fan tweeted me to say that once they had to play a match with blue line marking because he didn't sign off on the white paint purchase. So he's quite a control freak, it sounds like, which you no know, Dean likes to be in control as well. So would that cause a clash of heads but as you say Dean is has, has always been really good at um, judging the sort of the, the feeling amongst the fan base and that 
five pound ticket offer against Swansea Screams or Dean Hoyle putting that on. I was going to tweet. It's like how to know Dean Hoyle's in charge without Dean Hoyle telling you he's in charge. That was that was yeah, like yeah, <laughs> he, knows that, yeah. you know, he knows how to get. He knows that people are staying away for the you know the reasons that we don't need to start discussing now, and that's an incentive to get them back. And yeah, I think with Dean fronting it and Marcus just sitting back and putting the money in, um, it, it could very well be a beneficial way to run Huddersfield Town. Um, but again, it's just a rumour. It could be there could be not in it. it. We could be discussing this for absolutely no reason, and you know we'll we'll soon see what happens. But you know we don't really have any control over that. We don't have really control over much really that goes on the football club. Do it. It's obviously you've got your opinions, and you know. But sometimes you've just got to sit back and and see what happens. And I think this probably would be one of those moments where you say, yeah, this has happened at another football club, but it's not it's not the same situation. And as you say, let's hope he's a, he's learned from previous mistakes and with us it could potentially work out any thoughts cause i know this isn't always your bag is it you know sort of off the field stuff yeah very interesting but first we'll just have a quick ad break because issue 15 of the smile of our fanzine will be on sale (laughs) for the next home game against swansea the sellers will be at the stadium way near the burger vans and outside the gas club which breaks my heart that the shutters are down so get smile of our fanzine because it's good and it'll uh to be able to read it and uh, have a nice pie and a beer before the game before we beat Swansea. But, yeah, fascinating. Uh, how is this going to work? I mean, you've got two guys here who own their clubs and all of a sudden now with... Oh, God, I, I might get slotted by his own fans, but not the biggest club, are we, in, in like... We're massive, mate. Oh, don't get Matt going on that. Oh, do you know, don't you start talking us down. I've already had a sulk about this on Twitter with Lee Morris. Years, Cup, FA Cup, by the way, this year, but... No, that's this is what I mean. It's going to be, how's it going to work? It's going to be fascinating. Obviously, assuming the rumours are true, but it's not going away this story. So I do think that there's some definitely something in it. But it's like, yeah, Marcus Evans, like 14 years ran the show, Ipswich, Dean Holton. Yeah. Do you know what? How's that going to work? Do you know what worries me? Because what, well, not worries me, but it just kind of makes me think, well, the only the, one of the main things is I'm thinking. Well, Marcus Evans is an Ipswich fan. You know, he he bought his the club he supports, which makes sense, and put mo- and put money in. Why is he bothered about Huddersfield Town? That's that's the only thing that kind of sits with me. I just think, well, obviously he wants another crack, loves football, etc. But you know, in a way, no, Matt, because trouble is with Huddersfield, we always love people who either come through the ranks as a junior or as a fan, as a as an owner, and what have you, and stuff like that as well. Even a manager with Peter Jackson, but it's like. Marcus Evans, in coming north to, although he did, there was a derby rule, wasn't there, that he was going to happen there, but he's obviously wanting to get back in for a reason. That, he lives in Ireland as well. This is the other thing. He doesn't live in the UK anymore. He lives in Ireland for tax yeah, reasons. It kind of excites me a little way, though, this, rather than, I'm more excited about it, even though, yeah, you hear that from him switching stuff, but he's obviously learned a lot from his, he ain't going to come to Odysseyl, surely, just to piss about at bottom half a league, sorry, championship, is it? I've, I think he's got a point to prove, doesn't he? That, that's the other thing. Is it must feel like he's got, you know, it went wrong at Ipswich. Ipswich went from being this doesn't sell Marcus Evans very well, does it? But Ipswich were like a yo-yo prem champ club when he came in, and he's left them in the middle of League One. So you know that's not a great selling point. But he must feel like he's got something to prove. You know, like he's, you know, what went wrong at Ipswich? Maybe he's got something. Maybe he wants to get his teeth in and prove that he can do. You can do. You know, can do for because you're just going to lose money, aren't you? Especially at somewhere like town, you know. 
it's not a money making thing unless you get promoted. So he's either going to come in and stick a lot of money in in the hope that we get promoted and then get his money back and some more and sell sell it, yeah. Else, uh, which is absolutely fine by me. He gets us promoted, absolutely brilliant. He, he, that can only be the reason why if it's a financial thing. Otherwise, is it a an ego thing? Like you say, Matt, I want to prove these people wrong that are talking me down. And um, it's, it's just an interesting situation. It would be interesting to know why you would want Huddersfield Town but a lot of people own football clubs who don't support that football club mm. so you know you say why would yeah, he be in Huddersfield Town why, why would certain people it's, it's like the come back come down isn't it it's, he had his own team and now it's uh, but yeah there's, there's obviously reasons why it might it might even be better it. away from Dean Oil is daft he's not going to let not. somebody get involved for who's a Mike Ashley type or all like that he might be buying Derby <laughs> well I know yeah that's Ryan Paddington I know but, um He's not. He's still a town fan in the end of the day, so he's not going to want the club to do all that's going yeah. to put in jeopardy. No, and obviously he'd have control as well to to an extent. Go on, because it's going to be fascinating because, like you've mentioned, the media keeps itself. And you think of this, you know with the Carlos uh, maybe kind of criticism and what have you, that quiet, what have you. I, I do think honestly, people like because Dean for me were perfect kind of you know big. And, you know, kind of one of us and stuff. So I think that's why, though, because if Dean's there, he can still he can do the talking, and Evans just sits in background. It's it won't bother yeah. me at all, really. I think stuff's going to happen pretty uh, quick. Kind of reading one of these start two of these stories. So when we mentioned this last week, something will be unfolded, and yeah, it's uh, I didn't see this one coming. If it does come and that as well, but it's it excites me more than makes me sad, really, because it's uh, someone who knows the the league and the the division really, which I think is kind of important for me and that as well, where if you think of the kind of some of the worries we had with maybe, although some people were thinking, wish we had, you know, Dean selling to, you know, foreign investors when he went and that as well. You've got people who don't know the, the English football. So I don't know, I, maybe that's because I'm trying to be positive in general, but I, I see this as a positive thing if it does go through and uh, very interesting uh, times for Uddersfield Town, I think. Hmm. I think it'll be uh, announced within the January window and Aaron Moy will be unveiled on loan. I'll be down at the stadium, me and Cosley will be down at the stadium with, with our little welcome home banners, won't we? And what have you will be. I'll be absolutely delighted with that. So, yeah, that that's the way to endear yourself to me, Marcus Evans. I'll be your number one fan forever if you bring Aaron Moy with you. If you, did, if you did come in and there were, a, you know, obviously a press conference and what have you, and he said, right, my end goal is to get Borussia Town back in the Premier League, I'd be excited by that because, yeah, would, yeah. yeah, that's what we want to hear, isn't it? And I know talk's cheap, but obviously he's got kind of a bit of money, but that, what, oh yeah, I'm just coming up north to, uh, yeah, consolidate the Championship bottom half. It's just for tax, re- it's just tax write-off why I'm, why I'm here, just don't mind me. Yeah, that doesn't excite you, does it? <laughs> I think this is what's really interesting about it. It's like a guy who's been involved with like, you know, let's be honest, probably People might argue, but it was a bigger club than us. Yes, yeah, maybe slightly. For 14 years, yeah, but for 14 years, and it's like, it's not just some random guy who owned, owned a big company just trying to get into football. This is this is very interesting for me. Uh, I think Stephen Chicken and uh, Dave and everyone else is going to have some uh, interesting... Uh, you know, stories come out. Yeah, well, Chicken, no, Stephen Chicken's worth listening to on this because Stephen in a previous life was an accountant as well, so he gets the financial stuff um, very, very, very well. He's good He's good with it, shall we just say. He's, he's missed to see. Shall we find out what they're saying on YouTube about all this? Yeah, definitely. Let us go to YouTube. Okay. Uh, I'll start at the top here with Andy Dworski who says, I feel Carlos couldn't connect with fans last season due to COVID and empty stadiums. Fair point, I think. 
Uh, did he not do a Q&A somewhere recently? He's opening up and growing into his role. He did that with you, Paul, didn't he, where you were sat front row staring at him and he was quite... I thought he came across quite well, Carlos, in that. And Maybe there's a little personality sneaking out there with Carlos, isn't there? And uh, It seems yeah, important that, with Huddersfield fans, there's a, the personality thing, doesn't it? But Yeah, that, that Q&A that we did with Magic Rock, he were totally different to how we were in press. He were jovial, he were having some banter with players, some banter with fans that were there. He were totally different. And you've got to understand that you know, when he's doing interviews and stuff like that, that's part of his job. That's not always your personality. Your media trained. You say what you've got to say. You can't always say what. You yeah, I don't think he enjoys it. Yeah. Okay, Oggy's top class, isn't he? But I don't think Carlos really enjoys the post match. I think he just wants to get home and analyse what he's seen, doesn't he? I don't yeah, think he's. he's yeah. That many a time that that Q and A said basically, I, I live and breathe football, and that's what I want to do. I want to be a coach. I'm not really too bothered about all this media spotlight and all this sort of stuff, but. I accept it's part of my job and I've got to do it but yeah I think if he ever if he ever does all like that again obviously not not loyal, <laughs> but just in general fans get yourself down there and you will see a different side to him than you see on you know on websites didn't buy around though did he no he did but he did make a <laughs> he did make a donation to, to Calshed Lyle oh there we go see top man Carlos top man uh, let's see what else we've got going on here then. So that was uh, Andy. Kieran Clark says, I'm unsure about uh, this potential takeover. If he can come in and invest, then I'm excited. But the time it switch is worrying. I think that's where a lot of people might be, Kieran, on that one. Uh, Terry 72 says, I think a lot of Ipswich fans didn't like Evans because he didn't spend loads. He wrote of 100 mil of debt uh, when he left Ipswich, if I remember right. He did. I think he spent quite a lot initially, didn't he? But I think it was a bit like, do you remember when Dean came in and we were sort of buying lots of players? And it, was, it wasn't, uh, I don't think, Hopefully they won't mind me for saying that, but it wasn't incredibly structured with what Huddersfield did when they came in. It was like, we'll throw a load of money and and then maybe we'll get, get promoted. Um, and it felt a little bit like that, whereas when Dean got, you know, the likes of Ross Wilson and Weber in, everything was really structured really well and, you know, the signings made a lot of sense and, and town did really well in the market. Dominic Whirling, Matt. Dominic Whirling. I do remember Dominic Whirling. I remember Stephen Jordan, who I thought was even worse as well, to be fair. And there's a story, where I think it's on Under the Cosh, where Stephen Jordan took a crap in one of uh, Lee Clark's boots or something. And that's why he left Huddersfield Town. So, And that was the same, same season. So it's, it's, Under the Cosh is great. I know we shouldn't... Well, who cares? You know, It's a, it's not a rival pod or anything, but it's always a good laugh to listen to. Is uh, yeah. John Parkin. So it's a good... It's, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Um, so, uh, what else? Harry Hall says, is a cup run important for the club this year? Allow us to sign an extra player in the summer if we were to get a big draw away from home. I'm not, I'm not sure how much money you get in the FA Cup this year during, in the January thing. I think it's 50-50, isn't it? Gate receipts. Yeah, I think someone won like 70, 80 grand prize money. I'm not sure where, how far that goes, to be honest, but it's, it's something, isn't it? I suppose you can put towards it. Um, uh, yeah, Terry72. I uh, also think Evans is interested in the off-field hotel, etc. Yeah, I think we mentioned that. It probably is um, interesting. That sort of HD1. I wonder if that'll finally get off, off the ground with Marcus. HD1. I can't wait till those cable cars are going from the Vulcan to the ground and uh, skiing down the back. Oh. I'll be about 99 years old, but they're happening there. What a shite idea, most of that is. There's, there's stuff they could do there, which is really good, but the ski slope, it's like, who's going to go skiing in Huddersfield when you've got Escape and you've got the one at Manchester? It's like, there's not that many skiers between. Yeah, I watched it on the other sport this morning. Uh, no one should ever want to go skiing if they've got a pair. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I know, it's, 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 crazy, it's crazy, isn't it? But uh, let's move on. So um, Harry Hall says, to be fair, he did brilliantly switch for large periods, kept them competitive for years. The decision to sack McCarthy for Lambert was bad. Yeah, that was the real sort of 
turning point, wasn't it? Mick McCarthy was doing wonders there. Um, and then yeah. they were all bored, weren't they, with the style of football? Remember when Lou Macari, and Cosi mentions Lou Macari, everyone was bored with the style of football Lou Macari brought to Huddersfield. And then we went out and got the fluent Mick Wadsworth, didn't we? And then all of a sudden Lou Macari didn't look that bad. So, um, uh, Carl Franchek says fans forced Evans to sack McCarthy, which is true. Um, Richard Huckey says Evans has made his millions through sport and business events is global and could be a good thing for us. Uh, can only wait and see. So yeah, it's a good point, Richard. Uh, Cole Franchek says we'd rather have Evans than a leveraged buyout from American investors like at Burnley. Yeah. Especially when they chat, you know, bring in and give say, right, here we go. There's 20 million quid, but in the background they're going, right, that's at 10% a year and they're making money off the, the money that the money that will lend you. Uh, ben says he probably has the money and investment. We need to get to the next level. Next level's interesting. What is the next level for Huddersfield Town? Because I'm I'm not sure what the next level is because I thought we were sort of a, a middle Europa to League. bottom tier champion Europa League. Sort of mid to bottom <laughs> tier championship. But now where, where is the next level? Is it Premier League or is it top end championship? I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting that, to think. think. It's a fascinating one, this, because to me, this is kind of the perfect season really because part of you thinks, God, I don't really, really want to go up and get part of week, But yeah, of course we want to do as well as we can. But, we're having a flirt and we're out, we've, we've knocked a Premier League team out. This is almost like a perfect season, but there just will come a point, won't there, up, where it'll be like, okay, but, and, and our players will be thinking exactly the same, they'll be, especially probably O'Brien or, or, or someone like that, thinking, okay, this is all good and we're having a good season, but what is the club's ambition? Because we've not, it is a brash statement to say, oh yeah, we want Premier League football and stuff, but because that top 30 thing, from where we were, it's like, yeah, you take the top 10 finish, probably still now, but that'll be all well and good. But like anything, and it's like kind of what's ahead. So honestly, I, why not try and uh, get us back into the Premier League? And would you, would you want that cause? Cause you're quite anti, anti Huddersfield in the Premier League, aren't you? You didn't enjoy that, but I just think in life though, you should want to do as well as you can. Yeah. Think? Yeah, I do. But, yeah, I do. I do agree. You want, you want Huddersfield town to be as good as they can be. And I, I, but like, you know, you, we, we have the arguments of a big club, small club and, I think it's a, a, to be honest, big versus small. I think it's a silly binary argument. I think there's, I said it on Twitter, I think there's like 50 shades of grey in between. There's there's literally about 10 big clubs in England and about 40 clubs that can be big or small depending on where the wind's blowing. You know, you look at Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a tiddler, aren't they, really? And they've got that much money behind them that people see them as a, a reasonable outfit. So it's, it's just, you know, the wind's blowing in their direction and I would say more power to them, but I don't like them. So, you know, fuck them. Uh, so you know, let's let's move on. I think we're finishing the podcast now, aren't we? After I, I've, I'm getting, it's getting late, past the nine watershed. So. Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna put a message out there to anyone. So if anyone's feeling a bit down this week, it's imagine in the fourth division, this team that you've let him go to are like third bottom of the entire football league. And then these players who you've let go, one scores a goal against you and another scores a goal against you. And yeah, just think in life, it could be worse. You could support Bradford City. So if ever you're down, a bit sad this week, just honestly. Did you see that video where they're all booing as well? They're like, you're not fit to wear the shirt. And I'm just, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> but the best, the best thing is about that is that is their level. That's where they've been pretty much for the last... 70 of the last 80 years. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? has <laughs> got a video on his Facebook saying Burnley get bad. He's got the words wrong because it gives me B is Bradford. <laughs> Honestly, I, 
And, and yet, when we play a map in, in about 500 years' time, when we're both in the Premier League, so I'm gonna, we're like, steady, they'll bookmark this cause. Don't get too carried away. Like, yeah. <laughs> Football's cyclic, like, football cyclical. They'll, they'll be above us in a few years. Just watch. It's just one of those things. Yeah, but they'll be like, oh, we're going to club and all that. It's like, oh, they're bollocks. Oh, Honestly, though, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the last, the last thing. Wish them well. The last thing to mention really is the January window. You know, we, we Kean Harrett scored, didn't he, for Port Vale? What a what a wonderful interview! I think uh, HTFC Dreams posted it. Uh, you know, check his Twitter feed. What a brilliant interview with Kean Harrett that is. You know, he's absolutely over the moon. He's and it's such great movement as well. The ball comes in, and you know his movement's fantastic. And he and he cranes his head and heads it past Jonas Lussell into the bottom corner. What a goal! What a great finish from Kean Harrett. You know, and he's you know it's, I think it's his first well, it's his first day, isn't it, at Port Vale and. His previous two, his previous two loans at uh, Geisley and Harrogate didn't really work for him, and you know, and he's made a great start with Port Vale. So hopefully, Keane goes and scores seven, eight, nine goals there, and next year we've got someone pushing the first team because you know Kieran Phillips is down there at Walsall. He's, he's sort of playing wide. He's been pushed out a little bit, but you know, fantastic. And um, you know, and Brahima Diara as well played for Harrogate uh, today. There's a few people that I know watched that. My mate Josh, you know, Josh Quote watched it, um, said. You know, he did really well. Uh, Josh Osterfield came on as well. So, um, you know, good times for these young lads as well. And we've been linked with Ryan Longman today online, but I'm not sure, you know, if there's any any truth in that. So the chicken man will, will kibosh that tomorrow. That's what he does. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, interesting yeah. times, January window. Um, there you go. Yeah, next week pod might be a, an interesting one to discuss the uh, potential incomings and outcomes because I think this will be a few... Bits of movements, and as you always say, Matt, one goes, and then everything topples from there, doesn't it? So uh, this is the bit where Cosy starts singing "Chain Reaction," isn't it? And then we can move the podcast out to uh, put it to pasture. So after you, Mister Cosmala. No, no, no. <laughs> I was hoping for a song there. It's always great, and especially when they get league clubs and that as well. Uh, you know, to these three guys, what an opportunity for them and that as well. It's brilliant. So yeah, brilliant. Big smile on my face when it came up. Uh, on the uh, the Jeff Stelling yesterday, yeah. Kian Arrett, obviously, yeah. but not a bad debut, is it? Coming off the bench, scoring against a Premier League team, yeah. No pressure, Kian. You've set the bar, mega high, man. Lads, this is our hundred twenty sixth episode, and there's not many where we've actually been as happy and as jovial as this, is it? In the last couple of years, so it's just great to be happy watching Huddersfield Town again. And thank you to everyone who's. Get there. Saturday, get your fibers out. Come on, guys. Thank- Come on. Exactly. Thanks to everyone who's joined online. Uh, and, you know, we'll be back again probably this time next week. There's a team that is dear to its followers. Colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every ghost 
shall be a memory So town play up And bring that car Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the car Back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.